0: Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the podcast. Today, I have a really special guest on the podcast. Catherine McNeil is gonna be talking about her new book, The Long Days of Small Things. I think you're gonna be really encouraged. All right, so I got a letter from, or an email rather, from one of my friends at Tyndale not too long ago, and she wanted to introduce me to a new book that's out. And I am a huge fan of women who are willing to write about, uh, write honestly about motherhood. And so I sort of waited for this to come in the mail and uh, have been kind of going through it and have been encouraged by what I've been reading because you guys have heard me say this a whole bunch on the podcast you can't give your kids what you don't have. And so today, um, Catherine McNeil's on the podcast with me. She has a brand new book, and we are really close to her launch date, which was just a few, uh, just a few days ago. So Catherine, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks so much, Heidi. I'm really happy to be here today.
0: So I'm, I'm kind of curious about you. Uh, you and I don't really know each other very well, so this will be kind of a fun way for me to uh, sort of ask you questions and get to know you, and the, the audience can get to know you at the same time I do. Tell me a little bit about uh, your children, how many kids that you have, and, and how old they are.
1: I would love to. I have three children. They are uh, boy, boy, girl, ages currently 10, 8, and 5. And they are my most precious creations. um, But as we all know, they keep me in utter chaos all the time. Right.
0: (laughs) That's right. Moment of silence for every mom in the world uh, living in utter chaos all the time.
1: We get it. Absolutely. Yeah. And how long have you been married? I have been married almost uh, 14 years. All right, awesome.
0: And you have a blog, and uh, and how long have you been blogging, and what's kind of the heart behind the blog?
1: I actually started my blog when I was pregnant with my uh, now 10-year-old, so back when blogging was itself a baby. Um, I just really needed a chance to kind of process the experience of pregnancy that I was having and this utterly... Uh, flabbergasting but amazing astonishing new phase of life I was entering into and mm. it really became a lifeline for me to write about the the experiences I was having these miraculous chance of a lifetime sorts of things mm. it's fun it's fun to hear a mom talk about motherhood
0: as sort of a chance of a lifetime because I think the culture has done a pretty good job of kind of reducing motherhood to sort of a stopover. On the highway of life you know we raise our kids and uh, we're always looking for that next that next thing that we could be doing and when really so much of what god does in our lives is being done through the process of mothering
1: absolutely absolutely
0: i loved what you said um on the back cover of the book and i'll just read it for our listeners dirty laundry crayon smeared bills smash crackers And there's your Bible. Buried under a pile of diapers, bleary-eyed from the lack of sleep, without a moment of peace and quiet, you wonder if the spiritual life you crave is even possible, but God sees you. He designed this parenting journey after all. He understands the chaos of motherhood, and he joins you in everything, whether you're scrubbing the floor, nursing a fussy newborn, or driving to soccer practice. And this is something I've been writing about for a long time, just this idea. It took me a long time of being just along the journey. I think I was probably farther along. You probably figured out before I did. I think I was probably farther along, uh, you know, in my journey and probably even had a few more kids when I realized, oh my goodness, my life is, this is, I'm never going to get the moment that I keep waiting for of quiet time or time to just, you know, get back in there and, you know, dig into an inductive Bible study. And, And I felt like the Lord was just saying to me, if you'll just be still, I am not bothered by uh, your Mm -hmm. kids playing with uh, Legos on the floor. It doesn't bother me that you're nursing a baby or that you're trying to fix dinner or unload the dishwasher. I can talk to you and I want to talk to you in every season of life that you're in and it was life-changing for me and it kind of sounds like you've come to that same conclusion.
1: Absolutely, Heidi. That's a fantastic summary of what I'm hoping to say in this book. You know, a lot of us have been... Um, and rightfully so, discipled in the classical spiritual disciplines. And our life changes when we have so much responsibilities to care for these children and having an opportunity for quiet or for time. We don't have either of those things. And I think we are still feeling like we need to have that time where we come away and we're on our own to study the Bible or to sit in silence. And I think moms, I just heard that voice constantly from my fellow Um, my sisters in motherhood that so much guilt that I'm not able to please God. I'm not able to seek God during this season because I can't find that time and I can't find that quiet. Uh, But in the meantime, we're just uh, serving constantly. We're pouring ourselves out. We are with God's help. We are creating new souls and uh, nurturing them with God's love. And I'm so convinced that he is right here inside of motherhood that we don't need to step outside of motherhood to find him. But as you're saying, just to awaken to his presence with us, whether we're doing the dishes or cutting up peanut butter sandwiches or folding yet another load of grass stained laundry. That's right.
0: (laughs) That's right. I have like 14 uh, baskets full of very cold, wrinkly laundry sitting out in the hallway waiting for uh yes. actually they're not waiting for me. They're waiting for my children. Who am I kidding? <laughs>
1: they're waiting <laughs> I've for my got kids. It all over the house. <laughs>
0: That's right. Um you talked about um finding time for spiritual discipline. And we both know that moms don't need one more thing to do, you know, but right. this isn't just one more thing to do. This is soul nurturing. And I've talked a a lot to uh, audiences on the podcast and through my blog about what it means, what happens to moms when we don't take time to nurture our soul. It's a lot like what happens when you go out, uh, you know, into the ocean and the sunshine and you forget to put sunscreen on, you get Mm -hmm. sunburned. And I think we forget moms, you know, we're going to slather that sunscreen on our kids. We're going to put it all over them, make sure that every little little spot is covered. And then often, I know that this has been true in my own life, I forget to put sunscreen on on myself. And I wind up with a sunburn. Well, I think the same thing is true. If we don't pay attention to our our walk with God, we get kind of a soul burn. And I'm wondering how, when when you talk to mom about finding time uh, for spiritual discipline, um, first of all, what do you mean by that? And then how do you do it when you feel like you just don't have time for spending time with the Lord?
1: Well, I think you're absolutely right about the the soul burn. I think the sacrifices and the service and the pouring out that we do as moms, I think can go either one or two roads. We can become brittle and bitter, um, angry, diminished, or we can become um, people who have truly learned that at the bottom, at the end of our rope, where we've been hanging out here for years, right at the end is God holding us up. And um, I think uh, I do really My number one goal with this book was to not say, I didn't want anyone to hear me say, here's one more small list of things that you should do. But I did want to absolutely invite women and mothers to find that this uh, spiritual formation that we need is available without adding another list of things to do. So in my book, I go through the various seasons that we're in, whether it's pregnancy or adoption or taking care of babies or toddlers or older kids. And I... I try to point out in story form how God is already here and how this is already God work. And I hope that as we're going about pregnancy or breastfeeding or diaper changing or carpooling, that we're able to use some of the tips and ideas um, that I offer to find God right in these things that we're already doing. So while we're stopped at a red light, we are centering our minds on the Lord and as we are Folding those piles of onesies and um, sports jerseys, that we are remembering God's care for us, and we are um, able to pray even as we go.
0: And you said that there are some um, there are some personal ways that you've seen God in the mundane routine of. You know, our lives as stay at home moms. And I think it's important for uh, moms to sort of hear what those examples are looking like. Cause I think it can sound a little, you know, sort of Christianese and we can sort of spiritualize things. Mm-hmm. And I think people stop listening, you know, right? They tune us out. They're like, right? Wah, 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 peanut butter and jelly. Wah, 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 wah. And I think it's important. Um, Cause I, I'm totally, I'm resonating with what you're saying. I think it's important for moms to hear some personal ways that you've seen God at work in the mundane routines, what seems to be mundane, which actually turns out to be miraculous, it just takes a little bit of standing back and looking at it. So, you know, can you talk for just a second about what are some of those ways that you've seen God in the sort of mundane, everyday things of motherhood?
1: You know, when Jesus was preaching his gospel, he was putting it inside of stories of bread and yeast and sheep and fish. And that's, those were the everyday things of his followers and his audience. And um, I'm convinced that if he were here in my living room, he would be talking about, um the the lost shoe my son couldn't find. And yeah, be the a brand new you know, parable. The, <laughs> yes, absolutely. A whole new set of parables about lunch boxes that didn't get washed out the night before. And um I, some of the most powerful for me I think have been those middle of the night wake up times, which I've gotta confess, Heidi, those are hard for me. I need my sleep. I don't function <laughs> very yeah, well. Right. When I've gone through years of sleepless nights. But um At the same time, I think because they came, brought me to the end of myself, because I was so impatient in them, because I was so unwilling to sacrifice in this way, over time I do believe that God met me in those Mm. three o'clock meetings in a really palpable and tangible and precious way. And, um, you know, things like the feeding of the 5,000, Jesus was trying to sneak away to a quiet place to pray, and instead he ended up feeding You know, all these people who forgot to bring their own lunch. Right, so what are we complaining about?
0: We're feeding, you know, four or five children, and he had 5,000, right? right? I'm
1: I'm just so sure that he has compassion for us when we are at the end of our rope and not able to do what we thought Mm. we needed to do to serve him. Yeah, and I think sometimes just
0: realizing— that when we're at the end of our rope, I think moms need to hear about the humanity of Jesus, that he understands, that he's aware, that he's listening, that he knows how tired we are. You know, he, Jesus knows that we are dust. You know, God created mm-hmm. us from the dust of the earth, and and he knows how, um, how we wear out and how tired we are. I've been uh, talking a lot on the podcast about my sister um, I'm one of six sisters, and my uh, one of my younger younger sisters has just had triplets. And wow. I've been over there. You want to see exhaustion. I have never seen anyone work so hard in my entire life. And these babies, I was over talking to her the other day, and she's like, they don't care that I haven't slept in 14 days. <laughs> like,
1: you know, oh, no, they're going to
0: they don't. Yeah, they're gonna cry. They're, you know, they want to be fed. They want to be held. You know, they're gassy. They need to have their diaper changed. And it's so, con- it's so constant. And she's so tired. And she has a, a two-year-old also. So she's tired on mm-hmm. top of everything oh, else. My. She's got a toddler that she's chasing. Around. And it was a good opportunity for us just to talk about how God meets us in those, um, in those really tired, almost just broken places. That's yes. where we find strength. And one of the things I love about uh, your message that really resonates with me is that the Bible says that strength is made perfect in weakness. And so when a mom yes. feels weak and she feels tired and she feels like I can't do this one more time, she's actually in the perfect position to receive the miraculous gift of strength that comes from the Lord. But you gotta get to that place of going, Lord, I need you. I need you to come in and tell me that what I'm doing is gonna be okay. And what, Absolutely. it's amazing, God, He totally, He totally does it. I love that you've written that uh, miracles don't get more up close than this. I thought that was a beautiful way of talking about motherhood. What What did you mean by that?
1: Who can be in the room where a child is being born and brought into the world and not be moved by the fact that there's something going on here that we are not fully in control of and we do not entirely understand? And, um, you know, I, I use the word miracle maybe loosely, but... Uh, there's there's a miracle going on there and it's happening in our in our bodies it's happening in our arms um, in even just the love that is born in us whether we gave birth to our children or adopted them um, it's a love that you know you could never pay someone to do the work that your sister is doing with those triplets um, without a break without even a night of sleep mm-hmm. um, and I think that that love itself being born in us is is God's God's work in the world um, because He is love, and I think this love can only come from God. And mm. um, it's all happening right inside of our bodies. It's not happening in a quiet corner in our minds. It's it's working out as 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 we're creating milk for our children, and as we are um, carrying them and giving birth to them. And these miracles are actually we our bodies are ground zero for these miracles. Mm, that's really true, and I think for I, I wish that. This could be the
0: focus more of more women today, especially in the women's movement, just looking at the incredible, beautiful thing that it is. Like it's gift to be a mother, whether we adopt our kids mm-hmm. or whether we give birth to them ourselves. It really is a gift to shape uh, the soul of another human being, which is really what mothers are doing. They're in the soul shaping business. And I think I, I love that you've uh, brought that out in such a beautiful way. Well, thank you, Catherine, for coming on the podcast today. For those of you who are interested in purchasing uh, Catherine's new book, I think you're going to love it. You're going to find it at the show notes today at the podcast. There'll be a link down there to purchase the book. If you have any questions about the podcast, as usual, you can email me, podcast at thebusymom.com. Catherine, thanks so much for coming on today. I really appreciate talking to Thank you, Heidi. It's been great to meet you. Hey everybody, I'll see you back here a couple days from now. And in the meantime, don't forget that we're scripture writing. Go to HeidiStjohn.com forward slash scripture writing and get in the word with me. I'll see you back here next time. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.